Hey everyone, Tim Britton here from the Metrospective. New Mets reliever Trevor May joined this week's edition of Rates and Barrels on the Athletic Podcast Network. So we're going to run that interview here so you can check it out. Derek Van Riper and Eno Saris covered a lot of topics with Trevor, including pitching development, bullpen workloads, his move from a curveball to a slider, and of course, sandwiches. I hope you enjoy the interview. Here are Derek and Eno with Trevor. Now it's our pleasure to be joined by the newest member of the New York Mets. I'm frantically checking Twitter to make sure that the Mets didn't just add somebody else in the last 10 seconds. But it's pitcher Trevor May. Trevor, thanks for making some time to talk to us today. Thanks for having me on, guys. So your your career has unfolded in a very interesting period of time with a lot of advancements in pitching development. Uh, As far as how the organization was handling pitching during your time in Minnesota, how much did things change over your eight years there? Oh, uh, night and day. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, there was a lot of different people involved um, coming and going, and it was very much in the height of making that transition from kind of traditional, a lot of eye tests, a lot of, you know, uh, years of experience um, contrasted with, with, you know, science basically telling you uh, what's actually happening when, when our eyes see it. Um, very much that transition maybe a little bit more complicated, but very much similar to the way that they portrayed it in uh, Moneyball. Um, and uh, so I was there right at, right when I was traded over there. It was just, it was a lot of traditional thinking. It was a lot of, uh, you know, makeup, uh, mental, you know, like uh, um, competitiveness and, and stuff of that nature. And, and uh, you know, I still believe that all has a very high value in, in the game. I mean, it's, it's still important that, you know, uh, uh, your players are, are want you know to win uh and 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 are able to change their mindset set when they need to and mind state when they need to those are all skills that need to exist that can't be really uh, uh quantified as well by numbers um but uh in the past few years a really really heavy uh emphasis on understanding empirically why why balls move the way they do why guys throw the way they do um, injuries are incor- in- incorporated in that too. Understanding body movements and how that contributes to to wear and tear on the body. How important rest is. I mean, all those things factor in huge. Um, I think that's uh, under kind of talked about not enough is how much of this uh, have the sabermetrics and analytics has has contributed to the idea of rest um, in a in a in a, ser- in a game where we play 162 games. It's a, our regular season a month longer than any other professional sport. Uh, like your body, yes, uh, it's a little bit less impact uh, on the daily, but mentally, it, the grind is longer, and and the end, in, there's no end in sight for a very long time, uh, and so you kind of have to find a way to make your body feel. It's almost as if like how whoever feels like whoever can get to that ninety percent recharge rate more often, I think, has the more successful years. So uh, understanding that and how it all works and how that happens uh, has been. Um, a huge, huge change from the 2012 Minnesota Twins to the 2020 Minnesota Twins. That's really interesting. Did how did that manifest uh, to you in in doing your job? Like, um, did you have like more mandatory days where you were totally you wouldn't get hot? You weren't you were unavailable. Did you have a more sort of like uh, regimented uh, throw throw not throw that sort of like schedule? Um, you know, did you you were also kind of transitioning from starting to relieving, but you know, rest for a reliever. Uh, you know, like yeah. was it like if you got hot, 
that counted as going in the game, you know, with the new regime? It was closer. Yeah. It was it was valued more. So we were always keeping track of the last seven days, uh, how many times you got up and got hot or how close you were to going into a game. Or, or like we really closely monitored how many throws we made in the bullpen. Wow. And we tried to have a good idea of how many got how many like how guys bounced back. I was actually I got the reputation of, of being one of the better maintaining stuff back to back days or three out of four days better than a lot of other guys just because of the way that I, I maintain my long toss and my arm strength. And like, I, I, I believe in throwing a lot um, mm-hmm. and that kind of, and then that, and, and then that, and always like kind of had a lot of uncertainty around like what my role was going to be, whether I was going to stick, I had injuries, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of like coming back from kind of falling out of favor and coming back. In, <laughs> you know, uh, there was a lot of that for me. So uh, I've, I learned very early to just be ready when you get your opportunity. You need to take advantage of every opportunity you get because when you're not on the field, you get no opportunities. So right, take advantage right. of those opportunities and make sure that you're establishing yourself. So I had that mindset already, so it was easy for me to be ready. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that not necessarily having a schedule, I think that's more of minor. There's, there's, there's times where minor league, I've like in 2018, I got option for a month, um, and we were very much on it. Like these three guys are pitching this day, and it wasn't official, but it, we just were like, we just kind of got the flow of things. Like we knew we were going to pitch that night. Uh, we very rarely ever threw back to back. Not that I couldn't. It was just I was with a group of guys that that were being uh, kind of used in that way, so that when they got called up, they weren't too. We kind of knew where they were. Like I, you would always know where they were in terms of, uh, um, you know, there's no time when like your AAA coach is out there trying to win every game, and then the guy threw four out of six times and he gets called to big leagues and he's worthless, right? We always knew. We always knew uh, uh, that guys were fairly fresh um, so that anyone being called up, we felt good about throwing them that night. Uh, and so, but in the big leagues, it was more like there was, there's definitely more days where they're like, you're down, like you're not pitching um, or emergency um, 13th inning, 14th inning, like we might need you. But, and, and they were really good. They were over communicating uh, uh, over communicators, which I, I personally, I love. Um, and you know, there's times where they were just like, you, uh, your emergency, but you're down. Right. Mm-hmm. But they don't want that. We, we didn't have the arms to be able to tell that many guys, but we had a couple of times where like five of us, like we were like, we were like Sergio, Clippard, May, Rogers and Duffy. None of you guys are pitching today. And we're like, wow. there was, there, we had a couple of those days where like there was eight, nine of us out there. I'm like, you four, it's you four tonight. Wow. And it, it, it was, it was, I think that that's so valuable that like those guys who are like, Every night, like, I'm probably not going to get the high leverage. But then there's one night where they're like, it could be me in the eighth tonight. Mm-hmm. And they know that, and they were able to prepare for it, and then they go out and do their job. It just made us so much, much, much better as a bullpen. I think that's a huge testament to why we we're so good. So, yes, there, there, there was an active um, strategy to rest guys as much as possible. And, and with position players, it was a little bit more straightforward. And obviously with, really, or with, with starters, it's, you right, know, right, they were right. giving them extra days, and everyone knew ahead of time. And relievers is more like show up at the field that day, and they're like, "You're down." It's a lot of most of the time, it was like with me, especially. They were like, "How do you feel today?" Because I could, <laughs> I was better back to back than a lot of other guys. So, um, and we and we yeah, we followed that 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 program pretty well. So knowing whether you're up or down in a day matters a lot more in your preparation, of course, than knowing if you're going to pitch the sixth, the eighth, the ninth, whatever, right? Like having a dedicated closer seems like something teams are are getting away from from your perspective. Is that something you're comfortable with, kind of moving around between innings so long as you know if you're getting into the game or if you're not getting into the game 
as far in advance as possible. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I think that's the most ideal way to do it. And I think that, uh, um, there are times where the, the completely like kind of fluidity of your bullpen is, is it can be a detriment. Like for example, a guy who surged through the, the eighth mostly, right. But there's times where he's in the seventh and a couple of times he got the six, but he, his, his, his window was a little bit more narrow. So if everyone has this super wide open one, it, you, you kind of like, if the days you're up, you're so locked in the whole time that it's, it's just mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. So having those days where you're like, I can check, I can more or less check out in terms of preparing to, to face guys tonight. Cause I don't have to do it. That was bought for good for your body, but also just as good for your mind. So, mm-hmm. um, there were times, you know, there were times where a couple guys, there was times where to be frank and honest, uh, uh, Clip and I had a little bit of a we we were seeing like we were going in the fourth and third sometimes so we're like I gotta be ready from the third to the ninth like that's a lot because there's there's, there's got to be a point where you kind of go past where you're gonna pitch and like the game is not gonna dictate you going in but if you feel like you're still going in you're just like this the whole time right <laughs> yeah. and 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 so like you uh, Duffy always talked about it. he's like having these days where I just going to be like. I'm a spectator today. I'm going to root my guys on. And I'm going to learn. I'm going to pay attention, but I don't need to like stretch all day and whatever. So like the days we were told we were down, like that's, those are the days I'm like, I'm taking advantage of a full down day because I'm going to turn this into an off day as much as I can, because you just don't get that many. Um, mm-hmm. And so, especially with this COVID season, man, we were just like, dude, any of these off days could just be completely just destroyed gone because of, because of a mm. positive test from another team or for our own team or who knows, man, we could be playing, we could be pulling a, a Cardinals and just be playing every day, double headers for the rest of the season. So uh, <laughs> we can't really bank on these things. So we need to take advantage of them when we get them. So, um, but the fluidity in general, like the idea that you can throw whenever uh, I like it. I like, I like everyone kind of being on their toes in that way. Cause I think your bullpen's a little bit better overall. You get the most out of guys when, when, when it's like that. There was a, a couple more things that kind of changing um, in, in baseball uh, over the past few years of your career. Uh, one of them is just everyone throwing the, the high fastball more. And, um, you know, I kind of looked at, at what you were doing and it looks like, you know, you're throwing higher fa- the fastball higher and higher or more high fastballs with every year. And the whiff rate is going up with it. Uh, but also, frankly, the homer rate. And, you know, that's that's why old school ball, like I grew up watching the Braves, like they were all about down and away because they wanted to suppress the homer. Um, I know we're going after whiffs. I guess the question is, can you throw too many high fastballs? Is, is there a dance up there at the top of the zone that you that you think about? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I my whole career um, I've thrown I, when I was a starter and young in the minors, I threw up there on accident mm-hmm. a lot. And it got lots of people. People would always wonder, like, why do you guys swing up way up high on you and, like, no one else? And I'm like, it's just the way we didn't understand how the ball moved. We didn't know what carry was. like, And it was always four spot. Down and away, four spot. When I came to the Twins, they called it four spot. It was like a grid. And the four Mm -hmm. was the down and away. They were huge down and away. Brad Radke. Brad Radke style. uh, The Johan Santana style changeup, you know. Uh, um, And... And that I think that there's there's guys that do that extremely well, um, but it's all about like where your ball looks like it's going to be and then where it actually is, and whether or not that is going to be a place that is um, high damage area. For example, the middle of the plate is always going to be mid thigh, right down the middle is going to be the easiest ball for a guy to hit square is going to be. So 
if you're throwing sinkers, you throw sinkers up, it's going to go there. If you're throwing right, uh, carry balls down, it's going to stay up in the zone more and not dive down. So you want your balls to be moving away from those problem areas or moving away from wherever the guy's hot zone is. So I think that the vast, vast majority of my homers have been on pitches that were not thrown where I wanted them. I can't think of very many <laughs> that I've given up high in the zone that were like up in the zone on purpose and actually located and then taking me deep where I was like, oh, I just didn't think he would do that. There's a few. There's not a lot. Um, most of the homers I give up are on fastballs down because I don't want to throw them down there. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about my home rate, home run rate this year, which is really, it's kind of, it's kind of silly to me too, because it was like five and 23 innings when in 2018, I gave up four and 25 innings. Now, if you think about it, that's <laughs> one more home run two, but like the, the home run rates are drastically different. Right. right so, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, home run rate especially is like a very sample size thing and it's, it's tough to do for relievers. We just don't throw that many innings. Uh, right. but yeah, home runs are a thing. Everyone's trying to hit them. And right. uh, everyone's trying to hit them, and we're throwing places in places that it's easier to lift a ball. So if you you just those two elements together are going to produce more home runs. Now you avoid them by um, being really good at yeah, <laughs> being really good at commanding that top of the zone, which is only getting better. I feel like for me, I'm uh-huh. getting more, more. I'm getting a better idea of like what's a called strike and what's not going to be called mm-hmm. but going to be swung at, um, and then missing away from the heart of the plate when I miss. Right, and I make right. making decisions with that kind of mindset. It's risk reward. It's taking very few uh, high risk, low reward uh, uh, mm-hmm. like fights, if you will, uh, and just kind of trying to be uh, trying to make sure I'm in, in more in my 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 strengths. And when if I do have that day where I'm not feeling great and not com- uh, commanding very well, that I'm hitting in those spots that um, that aren't going to be. It's not going to be down the middle, uh, right, and yeah, so. Right. Uh, that's, that's been the big one. Like a uh, 28, 19, for example, curveball crushed me three, I gave it three homers in a week on a curveball. Mm. and I was just like, and that basically was just like a, wow, this thing's not very good. Let's just get rid of it and let's go a better. That was my next question, dude. So yeah. it seems like you turfed the curveball and, uh, and, but the slider got more drops. So did you kind of find a new breaking ball? That's like different from what you had before. Like you kind of found something in between your slider and your curveball like what what kind of exactly cues what work for you what 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 cues did you go through that like kind of made that happen mechanically or grip wise or you changed the yeah grip? so i changed the grip um i changed the grip closer to uh uh urban santana slider um his mm. he has he has a lot of depth but he also had horizontal movement but that was how he threw it uh and he was more on the kind of on the top side of the ball and i'm definitely more throw mine spiral like a football it's not really a tight dot more mm. it's more of a it's like one of those weird things it's very similar to the way the break isn't the same or anything but like the way that brad hands breaking ball comes out of his hand he throws like a, he grips kind of a two seam and it comes out and it spins in a way that hitters see it and it doesn't break the way that the spin shows it should be breaking that makes sense it's kind of funky um so he gets lots of depth he gets like depth early and then he gets sweep late. It's like a weird, like, uh, uh, you know, similar. He doesn't change his grip. He has the same he grip. Change his grip. He, it's like the two seam grip. Yeah. And so, they, but that's just his natural, like how he throws. Uh-huh. It's just, it just works kind of like how Britain, Britain kind of is really close too. I don't yeah, know. I think he holds yeah. the two seam, but it, it's not a huge difference. Cutter, cutter grip. Yeah. 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 Cutter grip, And he just turns it over. Yeah. And so guys find those things. And so I, I, I have this, 
thought in my mind what a slider was for my whole life, but I never threw one a lot or wasn't really good with it. Uh-huh. And so my, it was always a, like a little cutter. I threw it a traditionally, a traditional slider grip and I was trying to get it to horizontal movement. My body, my arm, everything. Horizontal movement isn't, it's going to take me. Thing. <laughs> not my thing, but depth is. I've always had elite depth and right, I have carry. Yeah. So those, I have really good carry and I have really good depth on breaking balls. Why would I not right. just like all in on, on up and down instead of trying to get something to go off the plate that, that I may or may not be able to do without a lot of practice. Um, this is, you'll hear Tre- like when Trevor Bauer talks about pitching a lot, he was, again, he was a depth guy and a rise ball guy and through a ton of practice and pitch design, he's turned a slider more into, it's not even that hard. It's like kind of a curveball still. It looks it's like just, a curveball. Yeah. He, he throws something. He just wanted the horizontal movement. He didn't really care about the velocity or anything. He's just like, right. I need something to go that way. So when I need that, I can have that. And, right. uh, and you know, then he wins the sign Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, that's like kind of the way that you go through these things. You got to understand fully. So yeah. So what happened was I started throwing that other slider. Um, our, our analytics Linux department at, uh, um, in Minnesota was like, Hey, try it out. We'll throw in bullpens and stuff. We'll get some data on it. When they came to you, would they, did they suggest a, a, a grip change or a cue or change or, or did they tell you what you're looking for in terms of movement or velocity or something? What, what were they, what, what, what did they come to you with? Like, Hey, we think your slider should do X and Y or Z or something. I was just like, I'm messing with the slider. Jeremy Hefner was a bullpen coach. I was like, check this out. He says, like, that looks freaking gross. And let's, let's record it and see. Let's see. And what, he what, got what the video. Think. And then, and then Josh Kalk, the head of the analytics department with the twins was like, this is good. We funnel it to him. I threw some in games. They were nowhere close to the zone. No one swung. I, I didn't have feel for it, but he's like, your movement profile is great compared to other pitches at that velocity is like elite elite. So you have way more depth than any, like you're throwing a, the hardest curveball in the league. Yeah. Almost like there's only a couple other guys that are throwing like, like Lance McCullers, the Lance McCullers yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 Even Lance, even Lance, he is, he's got such good horizontal and well, such good horizontal movement. Right. That there's a lot of those guys, uh, Taylor Rogers sliders, same thing. Just tons of horizontal movement and right. good, pretty good depth. But mine was all depth, mm-hmm. which made it like a weird, like really good tunneling off my fastball. Um, nice. And so the more I started throwing it, I had to start working on, again, like I said, I want to throw this here. And when I miss, I want it to be a certain place so I can still maybe get swings and misses and I'll never get hurt the way the mm-hmm. curveball was. And then so I was throwing it. I still had my curveball at that time. What happened was curveball velocity started going up. Brakes <laughs> started going down. They started melding into each other. So they were starting to break pretty close to the same amount, except it was six miles an hour slower. So they're like, I'm like, I remember I gave a homer to Dominic Smith, who's now my teammate. Uh, just blew a game straight up blew it like that was oh, probably the only one that i just blew like yeah give a double start off through at homer we're, we were up by one we're down by two oh. and then that game just exploded on us right that was just a at that point i was like i there's no way to wiggle out of this that was just uh i just was bad that was bad um <laughs> that happened i remember the next day i was like i need some actionable i think i'm gonna bang it i think we're just gonna go slider and we're gonna and basically josh goes i love your slider he goes, we have, you know, at that point, we had two and a half months. He goes, we're going we're gonna to be in the playoffs. We were up in the division. Uh, he goes, we're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to need you in the playoffs. We want you to be the best version of, of yourself in the playoffs. Use these two, two months and just, like, don't worry about it and just throw the crap out of it. Just keep throwing it. I just took that advice. I picked it up way faster than I thought I would. And I had my changeup. And the changeup is, is a comfort level. So there's, an, there's actually a couple outings last year you can tell uh, through against the Braves, uh, through tons of changeups. So there was like two or three outings where I was like, I'm going to use my changeup while I'm figuring out this slider. 
Mm. And, uh, uh, and then I figured out a slider faster and I thought a couple weeks figured out a slider. And then that became my, my, uh, my punchy pitch again, um, the way that my curveball was. So it was a quick transition, but it was on purpose. And mm-hmm. so, but that was a lot of the feedback I got. I got guys going, this looks good. Hitters are telling you it's good. And the data backs up that it's good. Let's, let's use that so pitch. What else do you need? I'm like, I don't need anything. Let's go. And I get fired up and I work my butt off trying to get all that stuff done. So uh, I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm, uh, that's why I'm so fired up to be with Hef again because he was such an integral part of that process. There's a, a lot of debate in, in our circles right now about how to value the 60-game season, what we can learn from it, you know, how much it matters as we try to project performance going forward. From your perspective, you kind of hinted this with the home run rate being high. That doesn't matter over 20-ish innings, but what were you able to learn from 2020 and how is that shaping your prep for 2021? Ooh, what was it? Oh, well, um, I'm really good at wearing masks. That's that's a big thing that I'm sure is going to be part of 2021. Um, there's there's it, it was just kind of trying to continue uh, using the process. So so that I that I'd kind of come up with kind of how I prepared for prepared for teams and, and have had a big, big, uh, big role in that, too. But uh, I learned I just kept kept in that vein and kept going even with the with the delay of the season and even with it only being 60 games. And and really trying to adjust when things aren't going well, making those adjustments really quickly. I think that's something that I that like you just didn't have time. You didn't have a month to just be terrible. Like you 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 though, that month need to be condensed into like two outings. Like you're good. You can have two tough ones, but you need to get back on track fast because you just you might be a free agent at the end of the year. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> that was always in our mind, and that's something that uh, uh, making quick adjustments, like the, the guys that did that the best. Like if you saw guys who started slow, like there was very few people like picking it up. Like it was just, you just ran out of time. Um, and so you, you learned a lot of, like there was just a more of a, a little bit more of a sense of urgency. Um, and uh, I, I'd say that that's something that I can take in. And then the, and I kind of just got rid of some of the, uh, some of the eyewash I used to do. Um, and I've been doing that for years. Like I, when I was 18, I was just like, Oh you know, give me all these pro folders and programs. I'm going to do everything and all of them, or I can't be a big leaguer. Right. And then over <laughs> years you realize, okay, that didn't actually help. That didn't actually help. So I've been starting to start like sloughing on off that extra stuff. Um, and so that this year was definitely one. I'm like, this is what I need to do to be ready tonight. Uh, um, and, and this is the adjustments I'm making based on what the information I got in the last couple of days and keep going. So really locking in that process. Um, I'm just going to, I'm really, really excited to go to spring training and just feed on the ground uh, off to the races, um, getting the whole process ready, how I'm going to work with the analytics department, how I'm going to work with, with Hef and, and, and uh, Louie and, and, and everyone, how it all works and how, you know, how the whole bullpen works together and, and, and just go from there. You have a lot of interest beyond baseball. You stream, you podcast, you game a lot. Uh, and more recently, you invested in a new football league, fan-controlled football. Games are going to get started for that in February. They're going to be streamed on Twitch. And fans will call plays in real time. So you're one of the owners of the Zappers. This league is wild. What led you to get involved? First of all, I had the opportunity to be in with Bob Mennery from uh, if anyone who doesn't know who Bob is, you should go check out his YouTube channel. He's that guy who does all the uh, all the funny uh, commentation, commentator after the fact of, of funny plays in sports. And he's, he's one of the funniest guys there is in, uh, in, in, uh, sports media, I would say. Um, but that, that was big. And then, uh, two, it's just, it's, a, I'm, I'm just, I'm plugged into Twitch, man. I believe so 
much in the um, the ability for people watching to have control um, or at least feel like they at least be um, like have what they're saying or doing create some sort of reaction like that they feel like they're being heard or seen or that they have they're part of it right so this is basically that box was checked in a huge way within 10 minutes they're like we want fans to call the place i was like i don't know if that's gonna like work in a football (laughs) game i don't don't know if like it's gonna translate to anyone winning or losing but at the end of the day man like it just it just matters that the people watching are enjoying it, and that's the thing. Like like a lot of people are like we need robo umps because we need every call perfect all the time, and I'm like we actually technically don't. We actually need punk calls to be. We need people to not do a good job sometimes, so that we can yell about it on Twitter. Exactly, exactly. And all these people <laughs> go on their radio shows and yell about how terrible how that terrible that call was, <laughs> or that 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 decision that guy. Like the, the human beings trying to like making mistakes is a huge part of sport. Right, we're entertainers. We just we just go out. And we entertain you. Like that's what we do. If you're not entertained, what's the point? So, right. uh, uh, and I'm I'm super excited. Just as an athlete myself, all the opportunities that a lot of these guys who are going to play in the league are going to have. Um, there's been talk of Johnny Manziel being in the league, which would be, yeah. Let's let's be honest. The guy's a brand, right? right. And, uh, would be hilarious. I would, love, I would love for Twitch chat to pick Johnny Manziel's plays. That would be just the the best melding of all. If the anybody world would ever. go kiss a cheerleader in between a play, too, let's do it. Like, I, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what this thing's going to look like. I know it's going to be a studio. It's going to be very uh, like arena style football. Um, but they 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 chose our the zappers, which is our name, which I was not my choice. They chose our colors, um, which is uh seventies uh, eighties carpet, um, orange and yellow. <laughs> also didn't choose that. Um, and uh, the 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 logo, uh, which is a f- he did a phenomenal job, and we had a we had a we had three really good choices, um, but I didn't choose that one. I'm gonna be honest, that wasn't my favorite at the beginning. We didn't choose that either. So basically, <laughs> what Twitch chat does, what you need to know if you don't watch a lot of Twitch is basically whatever you want. Twitch generally just goes against you because. They can- <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what's happening to me and Bob. But and but then we re- we realized really quickly that's our brand. So like, we're gonna be out here. We're gonna be live streaming the games. People can come into our channels, watch them with us live. We're going to have the on-screen widget, so a lot of the voting and stuff is going to happen in our stream. Obviously, there's going to be a mainstream with the game too. Um, so, but we're going to be hyping. We're going to be. He's. I'm sure he's going to be commentating and, and having a great time with it. But we're going to try to. We're going to try to guide people. They're going to go directly against us. So we're going to try to reverse psychology. It's going to be a lot of fun. To be. It's going to be. You love fantasy football and love fantasy sports. There's going to be a whole. This is going to be a whole new world for you. Um, and if you really need someone to go like you know, we need this guy to get targeted 10 times. You can influence people to vote for him to get plays so that he gets targeted. And, oh, and there's, right. there's going to be all these things, right? Uh, there's going to be all these things that are going to probably spring up around it that are super, just from a business standpoint, super interesting to me. But it just combines like content, combines like uh, engagement, all these things that I really enjoy that I'm really getting into and I'm trying to build um, brand, brand around um, because this is all, these are all things that I do every day i think baseball needs more of um mm-hmm. so it's just it's just a really good time to do it um and the guy and the team behind it is working they they understand how content works they're pushing out all kinds of stuff uh, we all are, all the teams have their own twitters and stuff and now they're engaging with us and we're getting people hyped up and it's just that's i i know from my experience that that's how that's how the world works now it's all co-signing and all all just getting you know the more people that you follow talking about a thing you tend to get into it so um i i cannot wait to see how this thing how, how it kicks off so 
it's four games, four weeks. Like it's not going to be anything, not crazy time committed. Like to be a fan, you don't have to like, you know, you, you don't have to be like, oh, I got to block out the next six months so I can watch the four, you know, <laughs> like it, it, it'll be a, it'll be a nice taste. I think of what it can be. And so, um, and then uh, obviously we have a bunch of stars involved with, with Mike Tyson, um, Miro from the uh, uh, WWE, uh, um, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, uh, uh, Quavo from Migos, like, and then me, like, me and Bob are like, how do we get in this? Like, how? we're just the other team. We're that other team. Um, and we can't wait to be the underdogs. We're going to be have the, the biggest Twitch followers of, of the group. <laughs> I, I think I technically have the most followers, but, um, you know, we know Marshawn was like, yo, I'm streaming. Like, five <laughs> uh, these, these guys can move mountains, but uh, yeah, right. you know, I'm hoping to get there someday. Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to to see what you do with the Mets. Uh, I was in New York for uh, almost 10 years and uh, kind of chose to be a Mets fan. I wasn't going to be a Yankees fan. so um, And uh, uh, I'm excited for 2021 to open up, uh, excited for concerts, excited for uh, uh, being able to go to delis. And, and I heard that you went to a great deli in Queens. I, I do a lot of sandwiches on, on my Instagram and my, on my Twitter feed. and um, I'm not going to ask you about that one in particular because it looked like, uh, uh, you know, you, you got, that's been well reported, but I, I'm going to jump off of that. What is your favorite sort of um, meat? Like what is your favorite sort of building block uh, for a sandwich? So I'm a huge uh, uh, baseline turkey. So I'm a turkey sandwich guy, but I like to add, like obviously not just turkey. So it's yeah, like you turkey and go, roast beef. weird after that. Yeah. 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 You get weird after that. Um, that and then recently i just i'm on like i I talked about this on something else i think but but chicken but not not necessarily deli style like fried chicken Mm -hmm. or chicken cutlets so that's why i was so excited about that sandwich i actually made my own battered uh fried chicken sandwiches in an air fryer like like, like, like after that yeah i was just like i gotta try it um and we realized and the chicken you know, we, we've been getting Instacarted groceries because we're trying yeah. to limit the number of times you go to the grocery store. Right, they didn't right. choose the best chicken. So uh, I think in the future, I'm like going to butcher chicken. I'm like, I'm going to go get, go to a butcher and get like chicken thighs, like the best, like dark meat, like let's go. Try Here's the thing. <laughs> I, Cause I got the air fryer and I do the sandwiches. Here's the thing that might be interesting to you. Uh, hitting okay. coach Matt Lyle, uh, says crumble up. You can, you can do double. So do uh, breadcrumbs, but crumble up some Ritz, and uh and do double so you kind of do into the breadcrumbs into the egg into the ritz the crumbled oh, ritz wow. crackers and that gives oh, it a little wow. bit of, i think a little bit of sugar is probably what what it does but like uh it's it's pretty the good butteriness too yeah, yeah that's yeah, probably so. really good i'm inspired i'm gonna do that that chicken with the ritz chicken on a, on a sandwich so i just gotta go get the right bread oh that sounds so good i'm i'm so excited but <laughs> and we were i was gonna make a uh i have a like a spicy ranch uh and i for i looked in our fridge i'm like we don't have ranch like this is i'm so offended <laughs> so we i just make straight up cholula uh, aioli with mayo but it was it was phenomenal i mean don't there get me wrong sandwiches go. are great Pota- you gotta go i go i go potato roll a lot of people like like uh like grill or go a little bit like you know ciabatta or something something a little more tough mm-hmm. dutch dutch like crunch super soft like so mm. it like molds to the chicken so you can freaking hold it because right, you know you start, right. it starts to slide and you're eating all the bun and none of the chicken and then you yeah, just can't yeah. hold it anymore i potato rolls are i for whatever reason it was it was just like a perfect uh uh like a perfect combination of super soft bread and then 
sauce and then crunchy yeah, yeah and and the crunch. oh, yeah. so good i, I can't i'm inspired wait. I'm, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of paleo right now though so it was very it was very like olive oil no egg it was just like olive oil and then the spices and breadcrumbs um I mean, paleo, I mean, I still use a little bit of breadcrumbs, but right, right. trying to limit the bread as much as possible. Um, but yeah, the grits, you said the sugar. I'm like, ah, sugar. I'll just make something on cheat day. That'd yeah, cheat day. Now I'm just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I actually am very hungry. I'm going to eat after this, so I'm excited. Well, Trevor, thanks again for taking the time to join us today. Best of luck to you this season with the Mets and with the Zappers as well. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>